Hello, everyone. Welcome to Popcast on the Rocks, episode 85. It's a Monday. That's a weird thing. We're mm -hmm. a podcast talking about pop culture things, and sometimes there's whiskey. My name is John. I'm joined, as always, by Andrea. How's it going? Pretty good. Pretty good for a Monday, an unusual day, as you say, for our podcasting adventures. Um, yeah. It's the start of the week, so anything could happen, but it's also the start of the week. So, of course, it's a Monday and I'm dead tired. <laughs> yeah. Popcast. You know, I, I, YouTube still asks me, do I mean podcast on the rocks? Yeah. No. YouTube has actually given up that. on me. I love it. Yeah. It's given oh, up nice. on correcting me. I've searched for it enough that it's like, no, you know, if you if that's what you want, you do you, boo. So <laughs> Nice. <laughs> All right. Well, we're going to be talking about uh, Disney Plus's latest entry in the Marvel Universe, Hawkeye. Mm -hmm. uh, the first three episodes are currently available, so we'll be discussing those later in the show. So if you've seen the first three episodes, stick around for that. Hear our thoughts, chime in, whatever. Um, if you haven't, then that'll be probably a good time to tune out if you care about not being spoiled, um, in the events of Hawkeye. So, but until then, we've got some news, some non-spoilery stuff. Um, we're a little bit like pushing it. We're sort of in between when we normally have an episode or whatever. So right. what have you done, um, entertainment wise since we've talked last well, obviously, I've watched Hawkeye, so the discussion later won't be spoiled for me included. Um, caught up mostly a couple of other shows. I caught up on the next episode in Wheel of Time, which we discussed last week, so I'm excited to get back to that on our next show. Uh, I also caught another episode of Arcane, um, so sticking also with show themes, another show with Haley Steinfeld, which I really quite enjoy. Um, and then I started just for something completely random and different. Um, someone had recommended to me the Netflix comedy Working Moms um, mm. because, of course, that's what I am. And it's pretty good. It's, you know, a couple short, like 12 episode season, um, like 40 minute uh, episodes and following like four different moms and their experiences raising kids um, in Canada. Nobody's got like a a uh, really thick Canadian accent, though, so I'm not off-put by any of the dialogue. But it's a it's a funny show. I quite enjoyed it. Okay, nice. Um, I should ask you as well, like drinks. Still forget to ask about drinks right away. <laughs> what uh, <laughs> we have right. some drink holidays, some events. Are you celebrating yeah. any of them? Yeah. So I mean, anybody could really be celebrating one of the the holidays this week. Um, the first one, though, is more specific. Just two days ago on Saturday, December 4th, it was Cabernet Franc Day, uh, which I am not celebrating. I am, I'm going with the flow um, and being very loose in my interpretation of celebrating yesterday, December 5th, National Repeal Day, which is the day that the U.S. repealed Prohibition. Good choice, USA. Um, so I've got a drink here. It is going along with another theme we're talking about tonight called the Hawkeye. Oh, wow. Any okay. guesses as to what's in it? 
based on looks. Um, yeah, well, I mean, it looks like you got lemon peel in there. Uh, twist good, lemon. good, and, excellent start. Um, you know, I would think it it would be some sort of I don't know. It's pretty pretty light. Could be an mm. Irish whiskey with some sort of soda. You are close. You are close. It is a uh, so I've got the lemon peel in there and lemon juice. Um, and then it is a little bit of apple brandy. I didn't have brandy, so I substituted apple moonshine. Um, gin and bourbon. Oh, nice. Gin yeah. and bourbon. That's an interesting one. I know. It is. It's very interesting. I I don't know that I would like drink it if I wasn't like, hey, let's, you know, drink the, yeah. the cocktail that matches the show. But that's all right. I feel like that's probably the success of that drink is probably pretty dependent on what kind of gin you have there. Um, Slow gin. Is it... Oh, oh, mm -hmm. oh, OK. Um what parts is it like uh so it's know, equal parts uh, an ounce of bourbon slow gin um and then half an ounce of apple it's supposed to be brandy i used moonshine and then half an ounce of lemon juice and then the peel nice it's supposed right. to be served in like up in a coupe glass but i do not have sure. one of those so again what make, oh, make no. do i know i know i actually really want those they're they're just mm -hmm. so like fancy they yeah just make you feel really like so timeless yeah like elevated and sophisticated so i think we have a couple though i'm not actually sure but we should if we don't so yeah they're they're like i feel like a staple of you know any like new year party when yeah. you want to be like extra fancy yep so. champagne glass and mm -hmm. yep well, I'm glad you're covering our bases for <laughs> for uh, alcoholic content here. I um I was running behind. I was like, oh man, I should make a drink or whatever. But um I'm not. But I do have a unique drink. So I don't know what any of this stuff says. I'm gonna I'm gonna make the camera focus. It will. There we go. <laughs> it's a Korean plum drink. Okay. Uh, um, but uh, yeah, it's got a whole bunch of Korean writing on it. I have not opened it <laughs> or tasted it. Ooh. So we're gonna we're gonna find we're out. Getting the reaction this shot. Like... Smells interesting. <laughs> oh, it's good. Yeah. It's like um it's like a light kind of grape juice. Okay. It's like a, is it is it pretty it's sweet? A white grape. It's pretty sweet, yeah. Okay. I don't know. Whenever I think of like plum, I think of like plum wine which can get mm. so, so sweet. Yeah. Like it's, mm -hmm. it's, it's good. And you know, it's sometimes fun to have a glass, especially when you're, you know, like out, um, at a sushi bar or something, you know, that mm -hmm. pairs well, but who oh boy, I really can't drink more than one glass of that. So. Yeah. This is a lot like kind of tastes a little like a pear juice. Um, it would have been good with, with some alcohol to take down sure. that sweetness. Sure. But, it's all right. I'll be dead sober. It's fine. <laughs> Got to keep this ship, the ship on uh, on course. That's right. Anyway, that's right. You have all the fine. responsibilities, so you steer the ship. I'll steer my drink. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, um, yeah. Uh, other than like finding fun Korean drinks this week, I, um, mm -hmm. Ashley and I are in a heated competition now. Ooh. So for the month of December and January. 
we are competing to see who can rack up the most uh, new gamer score points. So okay. on Xbox, you you know they give you your gamer score leaderboard, and it goes by month how many ahead you've you know how many you've earned, and sure. we have this sort of illuminating trophy that's shaped mm -hmm. like a, a like a trophy, and uh, but the, the Xbox logo on it and stuff. And so whoever wins at the end of January will get to keep that and nice. put that in a bedside or whatever, you know? So, <laughs> so, is this uh, going to become yeah, like a household thing, like competition? It's like you know switching I mean? back like, and forth here and there. Like it's, yeah, it starts with this and then it grows to, okay, we're both going to play the same game and finish, finishes faster, you know? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it could be other, I'm sure we could think of other things, but for now we've had this, this trophy for a while mm -hmm. uh, and we just haven't like set aside okay what's the block of time we're gonna compete in here sure. so um well, i fine. kind of was in i was in the middle of ghost tsushima and some other stuff yeah. so uh, it's like all on pause now but i guess i'd rather do it now than when horizon forbidden west comes out so oh um, yeah yeah quick sneak so, it yeah. in yep so if you see us online playing like Microsoft Solitaire or Sudoku or something, it's because we're just trying That's to get a few extra achievement points. So don't feel bad about your guilty pleasures, John. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Your guilty pleasures yeah. for 65 plus Solitaire. Mm -hmm. Yep. So before I'm gone for a little bit, I'm trying to sneak in Resident Evil 3. I've never nice. played Resident Evil 3 and uh, I have that on Xbox. So sure. giving it a go, I am five and a half hours or so into it. I think it's probably like a seven hour campaign or something. Okay. So making good we'll time see. Then. It's yeah, it's been it's been a lot of fun. I know it's a be a weird game to review now or whatever, but I've been taking screenshots and stuff. So if I end up talking about it later, I guess, then I have that yeah, available. Yeah, I can play it. Yeah. Well, wait, you've you've played some three? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, okay. Thanks. It wasn't my game though, so I never got to like finish. Yeah. Yep. But yeah. Okay. Post post me falling in love with Res Evil 4. I wanted to mm. play anything that I could get my hands on. So Okay. So you probably yeah, you probably put Alan's asking in the chat uh mm. remake or original. I'm playing the remake and it's gorgeous. I'm guessing you played the original probably. I I believe I did, yeah. Okay. Yep. I'd I'd have to think back cuz that was mm -hmm. college years. Okay. So yeah, it I would, don't want to say how long new. it's been. <laughs> yeah, no, this is uh this is within like a couple a few years, so this is yeah. this is pretty new. Um a little bit of Halo multiplayer here and there and I finished my um Kin show on oh, yeah. um on uh, amc plus is that, that something good. i should should get in on and we should talk about i mean or? i really liked it i you know okay. and then it was um it was fun to watch something that just felt like an adult show <laughs> i mean i don't know okay. if that sounds weird but it's just like a show that was grounded and um nothing i don't know nothing crazy about it sci-fi or fantasy or sure. you know it was just uh, so it was good and it wasn't it wasn't it wasn't long it was you know like i say eight episodes or whatever um okay. looks like a good but, cast. yeah 
it is a good cast. It's a great cast. Um, yeah. Charlie okay. Cox, which we'll mention later. Little fingers in there, and then the the woman from uh, as we mentioned oh from uh, Wheel of Time. So yeah, yeah, Maria Doyle Kennedy, sure. So that's awesome. Um, yeah, cool. Little more anime, Demon Slayer. The new season just started yesterday mm -hmm. on Sunday, so I watched the first episode that was available. Of that tell me nothing. And I've been trying to read some more yet. manga. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I, it's. Demon Slayer is so hot right now. Um, it is. It really is. It it is good. It's just not as good as everybody says it is. I think, but I, I yeah, that's so. another show I came to late because it was so hot that I was just like turned off. Sometimes mm -hmm. I sometimes I feel like I can get in on something that's like you know the hot thing of the cultural moment, and sometimes I'm just like really off put when too many people talk about it. And that was just mm -hmm. kind of one of them. Sure. Yep. Um, yeah, been getting in some more anime and manga yet, too. So keeping sure. it, keeping it diverse. <laughs> um, but we might as well get into some news. I don't have a good, uh, great transition, I guess, other than speaking of shows that are not going to be grounded and uh, <laughs> non-fantastical. <sighs> Game of Thrones is uh, has yeah. never been, nor will the... Uh, um, upcoming spinoffs, I suppose. Well, but... I, I feel like you can maybe make an argument for season one. Season one felt yeah. like really gritty and grounded. And then we just kind of like took off. I mean, it is one of the, yeah, it is one of the things that where I've complained about other things. I think that, uh, Game of Thrones did very well to, to make you take it seriously. Yeah. In its so. beginnings for sure. I mean, you know, yeah. I, I don't yep. think that's that's, you know, breaking news for anybody that, you know, season one was was a great intro and then the show took off in a great way from there and then mm -hmm. jumped the shark in a not so great way. Yep. But maybe breaking news is that George yeah. R. R. Martin really wanted HBO to do 10 seasons. He's yeah. like, please give me 10 seasons of this show and they wouldn't do it. You know, insane. I, I would feel like totally on board with this request. And like, I would sympathize with him if he would have just like written his GD books. You know what I'm saying? Well, like, yes, but dude, he probably, you, can't, you can't like keep promising everybody. Like I'm a little, I'm, I love the guy and he created like this amazing world. But, like you can't just. Obviously, now he's really learned his lesson. You can't just like trust people to like execute your vision based on some notes that you have. It's not good enough because it did not work out in the last couple of seasons. So if you want this kind of stuff, deliver your material, dude. <laughs> like, yeah, you know, yeah. you can't just be like, oh, I want 10 seasons. Like I have most of the content. I'm like sort of almost done. Mm -mm. Maybe another George, but of the Lucas variety, learned this lesson too. Um, but I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I mean, if if he had said this, if this had come out like season two or three or something, I feel like everybody would have been on board, like clamoring, like make it ten seasons, make it twenty seasons, whatever. It's so good. But this like post dumpster fire of an ending to the show, him saying he wanted 10 seasons, like just doesn't land for me, mm. you know, 
because we we all know how that turned out and it was not well yeah. and and he still still hasn't published his next book right like, yeah uh, i can't wait for to this me, forever this, man to me this suggests he still does have the the layout the outline you know he still does have the idea yeah. you know when you're seeing where things are with where things are give me 10 and why would hbo not i yeah, i still at the think time, it's probably because I mean, of benioff and stuff because look now they want to do spinoffs galore because sure. you clearly want more game of thrones so why did you throw right. out what you had to begin with right you know i don't know yeah i mean to to compare to something else we've talked about recently um wheel of time series robert jordan in a similar position, although, you know, um, wasn't leaving the book series for like a TV show. He left the book series because, of course, he sadly passed away. But he left such freaking detailed notes for his last book that the author who was assigned to take it over was like, there's so much here. You have so much content and it's so detailed. Like, I barely even need to do anything. And look, we have three books. Right. Like, if th if that was the case for George and he had such detailed amazing notes that it was basically already there again would totally sympathize with this and be you know shaking my fist at hbo execs to be like bring it back um mm -hmm. but now i'm just like let me see your next book and then we'll talk sure all right well you know he's probably <laughs> de-incentivized now because yeah. it feels done in a way to a lot of people well for sure it feels done it would take a hell of a lot to resurrect it because people, you know, they just got so burned by the last mm. seasons. And I and I say seasons like some people are kind of OK with seven. I mean, right. there were there were yeah. moments for sure. Uh, but yeah, eight is is truly the the death knell of Game of Thrones. So, yeah, it would take a lot, I think, for people to trust it coming back and trust that it'd be good. Sure. Well, um, Speaking of things coming back that uh, mm -hmm. I don't know if we should trust or not. I'm going to skip <laughs> over one thing to talk about the Matrix Resurrections yeah. having another trailer that just dropped. Mm -hmm. um, what do we think of this? Yeah, certainly a lot more in this trailer. Um, no yeah. random Neo in a in a therapy room, you know, talking about like the Matrix. Is it real? Um so this this feels more like the trailers um, from like Revelations, you mm. know, just like the and um, am I saying Revelations? Reloaded. When I mean Re yeah, when I mean Reloaded and Revolutions. Whoa, boy! Um, it's been a day. It's a Monday. Bear with me, <laughs> y'all. Um, so yeah, so it feels more like heavy on the action in the second and third movie than it does from the first and there's a part of me that's you know excited that this this trailer has more um and has more interesting elements um than the first one and then the other part of me is like oh god i hope it doesn't lead too heavy on the action again because there mm. were i felt like a lot of cool action sequences in the second and third but they didn't always tie together real wonderfully script wise um, so mm. I'm hoping we're not just doing like cool fight scenes to do cool fight scenes again. Sure. Okay. Yeah. I, I have a suspicion that maybe this movie is going to be good if you 
haven't, if you're not familiar with the matrix, sure. I'm worried about liking it, knowing and having like gone through the original three as they came out. Um, right. I don't know. I, you know, it's, um, I think a bunch of people might see this. Oh, it's really cool. Keanu Reeves is doing cool stuff, but <laughs> otherwise, again, this movie just until I know what's really going on, it seems so unnecessary. Mm -hmm. really unnecessary so yeah i felt like there were there were some intriguing elements like there was more of a, a plot developing whereas in the first trailer i thought like this movie just feels like it's undoing you know yeah. the, the original right. trilogy and i don't really get it and this one sort of feels like oh there's like more to that um yep. so so that that was promising but yeah like i said there were just some moments where i was just like Man, I hope we're not just like yeah. fighting to fight. Well, the thing I'm most excited for about this really is um uh Jessica Henwick is in it. So she's Colleen Wing in the Netflix Marvel shows. Yeah. And um yeah, I'm just I'm excited to see her in in this doing something else. And uh I hope that her role is good. Mm-hmm. For sure. So um I saw there's a few more trailers this week or recently that I saw that I thought looked really good. Um, I didn't put this one here, but there's a Guillermo del Toro one, Nightmare Alley, that's coming yeah, this month. I am Tons really of excited. big stars. That yep. looks good. And then Netflix mm -hmm. is putting out The Silent Sea, which looks like mm -hmm. another Korean film. And it's yep. uh, starring our, uh, our lady from Kingdom. Yes. So. Yep. I saw that. I'll definitely be catching that. Yeah. So there's more content than we can possibly know what to do with, right? This month, they got to cram yes. everything into December. Yes. It's apparently. Nuts. Apparently, we got to round out 2021 and just like pump it full of content quick before we get into the new year. Yeah. What's going to slip through the cracks? I don't you know? know. I don't know. I don't know. So. It'll be interesting, though. Yeah. Um. Another big thing happening in December is the new Spider-Man movie. Shortly, mm -hmm. uh, that's going to be coming out. And um, we have more Spider-Man news. It's been, a, it's been a deluge of Spider-Man content as well. They've added Spider-Man to the Avengers game. Mm -hmm. um, they've now put some Spider-Man uh, new suits in the Spider-Man game in honor mm -hmm. of the movie coming out. Uh, they released a trailer for Across the Spider-Verse. Yeah, the, new, the sequel to uh, Into the Spider Verse, the animated yes. film. Um, what do you think of this trailer? Fun. Yeah, I was I was uh, intrigued. I I love like you were talking about. I love the art style. I love the color. I love the animation. I quite enjoyed Into the Spider Verse. Um, so yeah, I mean, bring on bring on the sequel. Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. So next year. October something. We have got almost a year to wait. Uh, they didn't really show anything in this, so I guess that makes sense. But it, it was a, it was a fun, fun first look. And yeah, it was, um, a, it was a good tease. There was enough there to be like, all right, like you know, we got a little, a little hint of things, but not really like you said, much in the yep. way of like this is where a plot is going. Do you think we'll get a little like? nod or uh, weird little thing in the upcoming spider-man movie just a glimpse of like the animated spider-verse yeah. i could you know? see it 
I could It'd see be it. some easy, right? It's got to be. I mean, I feel like they could the way they could do it without it being like totally crazy, over the top, ridiculous is to show maybe a blip of the universe, but not a character. Do you know okay. what I mean? Like not sure. a person or a yep. figure, but just like mm-hmm. a, a blip into like a background or like a scene or something. And it would be a little less ridiculous than maybe like an animated character popping mm-hmm. up. Yeah, I, I would be it would be I just picture like Ratchet and Clank, a rift apart or whatever, um, mm-hmm. falling through dimensions. And so like Spider-Man's like tumbling through a tear and then just yeah. is like an animated space for a second, like whoa, and then out, you know? Yeah. I could I could see that happening. And like I said like not having other figures yeah come into right. it but just like the space of it yeah that would yep. be fun yep um well sticking on the spider-man bandwagon in a way yeah um and also kind of leading into hawkeye um it has been confirmed by kevin feige himself which is pretty surprising to me and thus hence i'm wearing my shirt my mm-hmm. daredevil shirt i love because it because charlie cox has been um it's been confirmed that he is going to be the MCU's version of Daredevil. Yeah, this is like such news and not news. And it, and it drives me crazy because mm-hmm. it's very like, yeah, he's our Daredevil. We're not like announcing anything he's going to be in. We're not even like, you know, teasing that he could be in something. He's just like our Daredevil. You know what I mean? Like it was so sure. like he is Daredevil. But yeah, like he is Daredevil. Like, wait, right. wait to tell us what we already know, Kevin Feige. I don't know. It like I was excited about it, and then I was just like, you couldn't even give us like anything, like any like, we'll see what he could do. You know, it was just well, so. I don't yeah. know. When we, I, when we like, get I was into excited, the Marvel, but also mad. When we get into the Marvel show. If we're talking about Hawkeye and we get it. Yeah. Marvel spoilery. I will, I'll say why I think why I think this is being announced now. Um, I, ho- I hope it's why. But, OK, OK. I hope it's why. <laughs> All right, well, I mean, but promises, uh, I, promises. I, yep. I hope Marvel doesn't mess it up, but I'm excited to see um, one actor here. Make it make it over from the mm-hmm. Netflix shows anyways. So, yes. Yeah, if it was anybody, it would be him. Right. Um, okay. So, news done. Oh, I should mention really quickly, completely out of order. I just want to say <laughs> hey, the Game Awards, Jeff Keeley's Game Awards is coming up, I think Thursday. Yeah, that's right. That's so, right. You are correct. I'm, that's my I'm bad. probably not going to be able to watch it live, but mm-hmm. I will be interested in the results and what, what gets announced from that. So, sure. You know, I also didn't add in the... Flipping PlayStation story. Gosh, <laughs> terrible job I did putting things in the show notes. You're not we'll even drinking, John. What's going on? No. Right. <laughs> All right. Marvel. Spoilers. Hawkeye. Disney Plus show. Mm-hmm. Um, Here we episodes go. one through three. Mm-hmm. Do you have? Uh, do you have any sort of background with Hawkeye other than the, than the MCU or any of these characters or anything like yep. that? Nope. Okay. Came into it completely fresh. Had not read anything, seen anything. I mean, other than obviously the MCU. 
Yeah. So what do you, what's your, uh, what are your thoughts on, on Hawkeye as a character as portrayed in the MCU? Um, you mean like, like overall like, I mean, is or he, yeah. Has he been, uh, a value to the films? If you like Jeremy sure. Renner's portrayal, do you think sure. like he fits with the Avengers? This is, you know, like how have they done with this character? Do you care about him? That kind of thing. Yeah, I mean, I think like Natasha Romanoff, you know, being the only two like true non-superhero superheroes. Um, I mean, I know like Tony Stark is is human also, but like he built himself a super suit so he can play with like the real big boys. Um, so having our two more like human characters um, I've always thought that they did well as a pairing, like bouncing off each other um, more than I thought like Hawkeye himself related to the other Avengers. And sometimes I feel like there was a lot more focus on how Black Widow interacted because, you know, she was more solo. So it was easier to like send her off to do other like random stuff. But then also because there's like so few women, they were like, hey, let's have some like female energy well you know by default you're basically going to be adding black widow as a sidekick or like side character or an appearance in almost every movie then um so i certainly feel like hawkeye got the short end of the stick there where like if you were going to pick one of like the human you know avengers you were always going to sort of like by default be picking black widow um okay so i felt not terribly disappointed, but just sort of like, oh, well, I never really get to, like, care about Hawkeye then, I guess. I mean, he's mm. fine when he's there, um, but it's, you know, I don't miss him when he's not. And so this show is fun to be like, okay, I finally am going to sit down and, like, you know, figure out if, if I like Hawkeye and if I like Jeremy, Jeremy sure. Renner's portrayal of him. Sure. Um. Real quick, Renato is in the chat. Thanks for jumping hey. in, checking us out on a Monday. Um, yes, this <laughs> is a fresh cut. Thanks for it's very noticing. Jeremy Renner of you, actually. Is it? <laughs> yeah, like the show, yeah. Not like yeah. spoiler, spoiler. Um, you know, when when we see him at like Infinity War and Endgame, mm. that's a very mm, very yeah. distinctive hairdo. So, yes, that's right. This feels this feels more like Hawkeye show hairdo. Yeah, I suppose unintentional. Um, <laughs> so yeah, we're we're gonna be you know spoiler about Marvel stuff in general, I suppose. Um, so Renato, if you haven't seen the first three Hawkeye episodes um, on Disney Plus, be careful. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I, I I I agree with the like sentiment that we haven't had the chance to care about him mm -hmm. that much. And like you say, the kind of back and forth between him and black widow, I think they needed more of that. And I really I think agree. that I still think that black widows mostly the is a most underused, poorly utilized character in the Avengers. And it really would have done black widow and Hawkeye well to have their own show previously mm -hmm. that was yeah. that's something i would have liked to see um 
a lot, I think. So, whereas now Black Widow just got one movie and is mm -hmm. done. I mean, we'll see what happens with Hawkeye here, but right. I'm appreciating yeah, this, this look at his character. This could be a this could be a Loki, or obviously it could be a WandaVision. Like you know, Disney obviously has has shown they're they're gonna do both, kind of depending on on what their yeah, overall plan is. And or yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, and who knows where this will fit. Um, you know, kind of in in the whole like multiverse arc that they're building. Right. Um, so I, um, I've, uh, I've been really enjoying this show so far. Like what's your initial impressions? Yeah, I, I felt funnily enough, like I did, um, when I watched wheel of time, I felt like the episodes got better. Um, not that episode one okay. wasn't good and there wasn't like moments, but I felt I felt a little disjointed in the first episode and I felt like there was some okay. like ham handed exposition, um, especially in regards to, you know, the new character we're introduced to Kate Bishop and her backstory mm -hmm. and her like growing up and like, how is she such a good archer? And, you know, I win all the, the, you know, fighting championships because I want to be just like an Avenger. It was a little like, mm. okay, we could have like maybe smooth that out a little bit. Um, but, you know, I felt like it is it is hard to do exposition and hard to do it well. So, you know, give you a pass for the first episode. And then I felt like things really got picking up in, in two and three. OK. Yeah, actually, I disagree uh, with the first sure. episode. I think that um, I appreciated getting firstly, it's it's Hawkeye. OK, so they kind of are knowingly everybody's recognizing the other heroes or whatever. Like he's the secondary, but the thing is to one person, I mean, and assume presumably to others then as well to one kid, Hawkeye is the hero. Yeah. Hawkeye is her idol. She's the one that, you know, and so it'd be the thing. Oh, you're my favorite. Oh, sure. You know, kind of thing, but he actually is. And I really like that, you know, it's showing how these heroes can inspire and then going through all those things was nice because then I don't have to sit as much in disbelief as she's fighting gangsters and stuff and totally. be like, okay, where did you, you know, I know yeah, now I, where you're. Yeah, no, I, I completely, I get it. Like I, I liked the story that they were telling. I just felt in the first episode, it wasn't smoothly executed. Mm -hmm. So I so I loved like the opening scene, like bringing us all the way back to initial Avengers attack on New York. Um, that was fun to to have that throwback and like see some of those scenes again. Um, and like you said, it was fun that like somebody looked out and was like, that guy, that guy is the cool one. Yeah. Um, right. And got inspired. I just felt like like the transition was just like a little bit heavy. Um, sure. So yeah, so was, so my my critique was all about execution, whereas like I I feel like the story itself was good. It was there. It was just like I felt a little like I see that you're telling a story in a TV show right now, okay. uh, but I don't I don't think I can not talk about episode one and not talk about the hot garbage dumpster fire, Rogers the musical. 
because that was everything. It was so I love that like somebody took the time to write out terrible lyrics, but like fabulous score to us. It's it's so exactly perfect about like what I imagine, you know, a superhero musical do. would be. Yeah, you know, yeah, absolutely. I absolutely could see this being like a real thing. And they're like, oh, it's the big like rousing, you know, fight song and we're going to save the day. Oh, it was so bad. It was amazing. And I love how like Jeremy Renner's in the audience like, what the fuck is Ant-Man doing here? Like, yeah, isn't there? Like, yep. loser just horning in. <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, it was everything I, uh, I wanted. Like, I agree. I agree. And I like the, um, I, I'll use that to lead into, um, Jeremy Renner, I think has been really brought, a a weight and a seriousness to this show. Um, yeah. like a subtlety that's really nice. I really appreciate, like, I felt his sort of PTSD almost, mm-hmm. you know, like, you know, tuning everything out or, you know, turning off his hearing aid, you know, in fact, that the fact that he has the hearing aid, love that, um, and then just the, so real. you know, yeah, being in the rest, he, he's like, he's seeing this serious thing that was a big deal for him being made into a joke. And he's in the restroom and someone was bothering for a selfie. And I just, I bought those moments. And yes. consistently through those, these three episodes, we've had these, these heartfelt moments uh, that I think Jeremy Renner has really nailed and made me mm-hmm. care more for the character. For sure. I so. I absolutely agree with that assessment. I think Jeremy Renner's finally getting his time to shine. Um and and it is because of these more human moments. Like, you know, it's really hard to have these and balance them in a believable way when you have characters like Thor and the Hulk who are just like, you know, I don't really have this kind of shit. Like, I'm I'm pretty invulnerable. You know, I'm probably never going to mm-hmm. need a hearing aid. Even Thor's eye, when it gets ripped out, he just sort of, like, pops one in, and he's like, I'm cool, I'm good to go. You know, you can't mm-hmm. really play these, these very, like, simple human interactions against those very well. It's very hard to, like, tonally shift those. And I think... That's that's where Jeremy Renner gets to shine here. And unfortunately, there's just, you know, not there wasn't too much possibility for that in the other movies. Yep. I think that's why it's important that, you know, that's why people miss the Netflix stuff, because it's important to not have these all samey feeling films formulaic one thing after another. There's a lot of routes you can take with different characters and different characters will be suited for different things. You don't always have to have this like giant battle where everybody's like gets a a blip here and there of doing something, Mm -hmm. you know, it's that's again, why black widow was wasted. How many covert missions could we have seen black widow on, you know, and same with Hawkeye here. So yeah, I'm, I'm happy. There's a little, it's, there's a different kind of story being told here with different threats and he gets the time to, to have some focus here. Um, yeah. That being said, I do like the, the, some of the kind of almost shout outs to black widow. Um, mm. you know, like when he goes shopping after, after the big fight at the, 
um, with Kate Bishop against like the tracksuit mafia and they're just like buying like band-aids and rubbing alcohol because they're injured because they're people, you know, Mm -hmm. and, and of course like Black Widow had a whole scene in that movie where they were just like buying aspirin and they're like, God, Thor doesn't have to buy aspirin, you know, it's, Mm -hmm. it's moments like that. That's like, yeah, way to like nail that believability. Way to way to carry yep. that through. Yep. Uh, I want to mention that Renato said he's really enjoying the Christmas setting, and yeah. I am too. Uh, do you yep. what do you think about that? Yeah. Yeah, it's a. I think it's a great element. Not only obviously because we're in the midst of the holiday season in real time, um, mm-hmm. but also because it's another human element for Hawkeye. You know, it's it's. He's got it. He's working on getting this thing wrapped up because he wants to go home to his family for Christmas. And yep. they're all like, oh, well, you know, if you don't make it, it's okay. And they're all sad. And it's very like, yeah, it sounds so fun to be a superhero, doesn't it? Well, sometimes being a superhero means you disappoint your family and the people that you love. And yep. it's a very real motivator for him that he doesn't want to do that all the time anymore. So I think yep. I think it's another great, very real element to the story. Yep. As well as, you know, just being fun that it's the holidays. Yeah. I like the I like the some of the um Christmas music added in. Mm-hmm. I like with that family dynamic that his wife is seeming so understanding. Yeah. Um, but obviously it's tough for the kids. Right. Um so I think that's well done. One of the best scenes um in the show so far was the phone call. Oh, absolutely. You know, and again, Jeremy Renner's performance, Sell Me. Um, mm-hmm. So I have to say, I yeah. thought that actually that was one of my favorite moments of chemistry between uh, Jeremy Renner and Haley Steinfeld was them working mm. together to, to do that phone call. I thought mm-hmm. that they really played off each other well. I mean, obviously, he was carrying a lot more of the emotional load, but I still felt like this is a good moment for them. Right. Yep. Um, so we could talk about some of the episodes specifically a little bit, I guess. So you, you already said you didn't like the um, um, the exposition so much mm-hmm. in the first one and you brought up the musical and stuff. Um, obviously, mm-hmm. it's, uh, one thing I was finding myself kind of was going through is, OK, maybe you should like, do you need the suit that much? Um I guess I just said go through episodes specifically. I'm jumping ahead here. Um, No, it's okay. um, Yeah, just thinking about motivations and how this goes or whatever. And I think they're making it make sense at this point. Do you feel everybody's motivations are in line and with where they need to be going and what they're doing? I mean, yeah, so far as we know, you know, what characters' Mm -hmm. motivations are. um, I mean, obviously... You know, we have our, our main our main gal, Kate Bishop, who just like wants to be a superhero and like that's all she wants to do. And and she just looks up to Hawkeye so much and then just sort of like stumbles her way into this whole like plot that's going on with, you know, these people tracking down the Ronin. Um, she yep. she accidentally becomes the Ronin um, and, and, you know, has the suit and stuff. And then now is like trying to figure out what's going on with that, what's also going on with her mom's shady fiance jack here here in the picture for those who are watching um so yeah so she's got she's got shady is he shady i don't know 
<laughs> shady, shady, at least like outwardly portrait. Like we're deliberately shady meant to hell. be. Yeah, he is. We're creep. deliberately leading down this road of like shade with Jack. Mm. Okay, I just have to say because he's on the screen. Did he not give you like really hard Max Lord vibes from Wonder Woman 1984? I honestly, I for like a half second before I remembered who was cast, was like, Pedro Pascal, what are you doing? And then I was like, no, 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 no. Because he was in that like dim light. And just for a second, I was like, oh my God. And then I was like, no, I get it. It's not him. Yeah, I I, I guess. Um, just like I mean, smooth both... talking, like sure. the way he was dressed was sort of like. He's, I know it's like 2021, but he's almost like some 80s pimp a little bit in there <laughs> with like the mustache and the turtlenecks. I don't know. Mm -hmm. It just gave me a vibe. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, um, it's interesting how he handles um, Kate and that relation relationship and everything. He does the kind of act where it's um, I'm not bothered by anything, you know, mm -hmm. never flustered. We just kind of um being open about this saying i read a parenting book or whatever kind of thing and uh you know accepting a challenge to a a duel a little fencing yep. match all that kind of thing so i like i like he's an interesting character but how um her mom cannot see that he's shady af uh is uh is her bewildering but that potentially suggests more um more going on in the background because we saw early on i think in the first episode where yeah. um kate's like was his dad threatening you or you know or what's going mm -hmm. on here so yeah i hope so because right now her mom is really coming off just kind of like ditzy blonde like i trust everybody despite running a security company and you know being an awesome lady boss uh, but this guy who's given me like 20 red flags nope totally fine um and i you know she can't see that her daughter clearly is on like so like a journey of self-discovery and does not just want to like put her head down and work at bishop security for the rest of her life and like look up one day and find herself happy. I just have to say that was like about the worst advice I've ever heard. That was, <laughs> yeah. some, that was some shitty momming right there. Like <laughs> put your head down, do yeah. your job. And one day you'll look up and be happy. Like, what? <laughs> like I, yeah. you know, I have a nine month old daughter. I've been doing this for like nine months and I already know that's terrible parenting advice. So, I mean, at least yeah, I felt a... good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Her mother is a interesting character. Um, you know, uh, it seems like, I don't know if she's supposed to be the realist, I guess, because mm -hmm. when we see Kate as a child with her father there yet, there's kind of these disagreements and I don't remember what exactly was going on, but it seemed to be kind of the father wanting money. to follow a passion or something like that. Yeah. And, the you know, and the wife throwing money at a like passion. Kate. Yeah. yeah. Mm hmm. Which, so. I mean, felt really logical when she talks about, you know, I, I haven't always come from money. Well, people who don't yeah. come from money, when they do get it, tend to be like, I'm not just like going to throw it at some passion project. I'm going to, you know, be practical about it. Mm -hmm. So she felt really real there and then just sort of like took a hard turn into, you know, having her blinders on and being like, you know, I can't really see what's going on around me. So, Right. Yep. Yeah, no, I uh, hope we get more um, mm -hmm. with that 
story, what's happening there, if there's some some shady dealings in the back. Maybe they mm -hmm. got something on her. Blackmail. Yeah. Yeah. Or or just poor choices. So Yeah, it would it would certainly make sense and give her an interesting motivation, which I'm feeling like she's lacking a little right now. Yep. Um, I enjoyed the fight scene pretty well in the first one, mm -hmm. like being down in the cellar and stuff. I was happy that the wine bottles didn't all just break like <laughs> you know, cheap, whatever, uh, and yep. every Western ever you know, smash, yep. you know, they're actually thunking and knocking people out. So that was good. Yeah. Um, I, uh, I enjoyed the whole like black market auction setup, um, mm -hmm. you know, as a way for somebody to get their hands on a, on a super suit. Um, you know, it felt really sloppy of Hawkeye to just like not know where that was. Or just like sort of be mm. like letting it, you know, get out there in some fashion and not having it himself. Uh, yeah, somewhere. did they say how that happened? Or... No, I mean, they, they say that they looted the Avengers compound. Oh, um, that's right. But okay. that feels really weird for Hawkeye to just like, I don't know, for something like so personal and so like, I did so much terrible shit in this suit. I'm just going to like leave it yeah, you think in somebody burnt, else's right? hands. Like, do something destroyed in some fashion um yeah. so yeah so that felt a little weird but like all right i can i can sort of buy that i can sort of accept that to to drive the plot for this um and you know she she obviously clearly needs like kate bishop clearly wants a super suit and like to pull one on and yeah. stuff like that so at least there wasn't yeah. some sort of like you know awkward making the suit montage yep yeah, I um I think it's uh those suit moments are fun. Mm -hmm. The like Kate trying to update his look, you know, marketing or image is your problem, that kind of thing. I like all those moments. Yeah. And then she draws a little thing and it's kind of like a classic Hawkman outfit yeah. from the comics. So that's I nice. did love the I did love the my my wife would never let me wear that. My wife would divorce me instantly. <laughs> it was pretty <laughs> yep. great. Um, yeah, with the suit, um, I don't know. It, uh, it does seem weird. He, he wouldn't, uh, he wouldn't burn it or something like that, but maybe they should just pull a black widow now and somehow decide that he actually, as Ronan didn't kill anyone ever. Mm, what do you mean? In black widow, they, her whole big problem is dealing oh, with oh, the terrible oh, thing she's done in her past. And instead, they reverse it. Oh, yeah. actually, you didn't do this. You messed yeah. this person up or whatever, but oh, yeah, oof, but you're fine. I'm actually it's not okay. a terrible person. Yeah. yeah. No, I, I, so again, I like that with this character that he went down a path that was darker, thought he needed to, um, you know, I could have seen a Netflix show about this a hero that's kind of, I need to deal with these gangs. They're getting out of hand and he does so and he ends up killing a bunch of them. And yeah. now like kind of coming uh, clean and trying to, you know, realizing that's not the right choice and all that mm -hmm. stuff. So it's something he has to struggle with. Yeah, it's very, uh, it's very like not funny Deadpool. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like the, the opening of Deadpool is, is so much what I think of, or Deadpool 2, excuse me. Um, when I think of like the Ronin and, and that mm. whole like sequence of events, uh, in his time of life where he was just like going, he was just like, you know what? 
F it. Like my family is gone in the snap. I have nothing, you know, all these other people are gone. Like, why not just go out and take out some bad guys? And that's what I'll do until, you know, I die. Yep. Right. (laughs) Renata says, is that Jon Snow in the picture? I, yeah, it does have a little (laughs) Jon Snow vibe going there. He does. Yeah. Some like trashy Jon Snow. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so I, I don't know if it's the best time to talk about it, but I definitely sure. want to talk about it because we're introduced to, okay, that's episode three. I'm going to wait just because okay. Renato's here and he has only seen the first half of the West. I'm going to wait to talk about it because it's in episode three yeah. before we get like extra spoiler for what's to come in the MCU and that kind of thing. If, um, if people have not seen some other things. Um, okay. So episode two yet, we have, um, yeah, her place gets burnt dealing mm-hmm. with the gang. Um, let's see what else happened in that one. Which I do uh, just have to say, like, there were, again, here in episode two, there were a little, like, slippery, slidey things that I felt about storytelling. Um, you know, hmm, when okay. when Hawkeye goes back, to her apartment um apologize i i'm gonna i'm gonna use clint hawkeye jeremy renner like super interchangeably so (laughs) apologies to anybody i can't keep it consistent um so he goes back to to kate bishop's apartment and just like in front of onlookers grabs a fireman's uniform and nobody says anything and i was just sort of like okay all right like that's you know maybe I mean maybe they thought he was like you know coming on duty and, and grabbing a suit but i was a little like interesting and then he comes he comes back out you know noticing that the suit is already gone and comes out to like a fire truck which is paid via taxes and is like considered you know like a government vehicle or like usually like a city city property kind of vehicle and it has a a larping bumper sticker in the window and i was really like ooh, can you really do that <laughs> like I, I don't I know. I bet so. Yeah, no, I don't know. I don't know. Like, can I mean, can you imagine like a LARPing bumper sticker on like the cruiser, a police cruiser or something? I just I don't know that like that would happen. I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, I loved the whole LARPing side story. It was mm-hmm. brilliant and wonderful and hilariously executed. So much fun. Um, some more of like Clint's. You know, I'm lighthearted but i'm also keeping it real like we're not descending into too much lapstick here but yeah it felt a little like that's convenient that he would see that larping sticker go look it up and then the guy who basically stole something from a fire posts about it on social media yeah and like doesn't think he's gonna get fired like so i don't know all so all of these things i i understand your logical mind bringing them up. But I know, I know. I think Maybe that you need to press I think, pause on that. <laughs> well, I think that one people are very hard pressed to to question. So if you're sure. if you go someplace and you act with authority, I mean it's yeah. how people go in and you like you're wearing something that looks formal and you go and you act like you you belong there. People don't say anything, and even if they do, if say an onlooker sees this happen they're gonna like nudge their buddy 
and say like, isn't that weird or whatever? And then tell yeah, and no then one. not really do anything. Yeah, and not say I suppose you're right on thing. that. So I think that it's a. Uh, you know, we see we see Bond do this plenty of times. Like, goes someplace oh, and yeah. sneaks through these different doors. He just just like grabs look. one suit jacket yep. or one hat, yep. and he's like, "Cool, I'm here now." <laughs> yep. Act with confidence. Look like you belong, and people don't say anything. And then um, the sticker, yeah, uh, that it's maybe Renato seems to think you can. I okay. don't know. You have you have experience with this Renato, um, but uh, yeah, I I could see maybe. You know, but it's a small sticker. It's not like a big, a big thing. Yeah, you know? right. It's not like know? a bumper yeah. sticker, or like covering yeah. the hose or anything. But it was still just sort of like a moment that I was like, "Ooh, that could be a slippery and, slope." And then the other thing: how many criminals have been caught? Now, I'm not saying this guy's a criminal, though. Kind of. I mean, what, he what, is though. <laughs> I mean, he how many criminals steal have been something caught? from a fire that he goes to put yeah. out, and then is like, "Yeah, just straight up stole they, this." People post this stuff. People do violent things and post it and think no one will know yeah. who it is or whatever. Or they, I mean, oh, I got this thing, you know, and I just, they just stole a TV from someplace and then they get, you know, Busted, stupid. Yeah. You know. Well, then I want to, so. I want to see a follow up. Hawkeye, you know, is, has to go into the police station for some reason and sees that guy behind bars because he stole the suit yep. from a fire. Oh, man. Yeah. That, that one was tough for me. Renato says, my buddy's a firefighter. Stickers don't last long because of weather and water, but yeah. Okay. So. Okay. All right. All right. So Thank I stand corrected. I, I suppose, though, I mean, something like LARPing, you know, is, is maybe innocuous enough. I suppose, like, other things, like maybe political stickers of either sure. any persuasion, yeah. you might be like, oh, no. Right. Because that's what yeah. I was thinking of. That's what most people have is, like, their bumper stickers. Sure. Um, so I was just like, oh, random. But. I saw a bumper sticker the other day that I absolutely loved. It said, baby, not on board. Feel free to run into me. <laughs> I love that. Even though just, I have a baby, I so hate those like baby I do. on board. I, do I really yes. do. I don't know why, but it's like visceral. I hate it. Mm -hmm. It's like, what, what? So? I was going to. Yeah, I was going to crash <laughs> on you before. I understand the idea. OK, I'm going to be extra cautious but I already really don't want to crash into you. Right. I exactly. Wanna, I don't spend you know, my time being like, you know, it'd be real fun today. <laughs> mm -hmm. Just well adjusted all over. people generally don't like rage and like yeah, you flip people off all the time anyways. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, maybe yeah. some people have, that's how they got to get it out. But uh, right. You know. Well, and, and who knows if, if a baby on board sticker would even deter somebody at that point. Right. Exactly. Baby's not going to see your middle finger. Right. Right. <laughs> Even so, if they do, they uh, don't know. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> um, okay. So episode three, we get, uh, things get really going in this. Um, I mm -hmm. should say we, we had the confrontation, the sword fight, um, with, uh, Kate and her, new soon to be father-in-law it seems like i liked yeah. that or whatever but then yeah things get going kate doesn't want to let this go she wants to be involved and i liked episode three quite a lot except it we're getting to these other scenarios again where i feel like if people did just talk and were just a little more honest mm -hmm. could get out of this stuff you know 
Hawkeye's sitting there and he's like, he'd just be like, look, you know, I'm an, I'm an Avenger. I, we have intelligence that the, that he is, he is dead. And definitely she, if you can tell anything is not who you were looking for. Now, maybe right. he's, maybe he is still out there, but it's not her. It's not right. her. So right. like, what are you doing? Leave us alone. Right. And I mean, on like, I totally agree with you. Um, being all like cagey about like, Oh, super dead. I was there. Yeah. I saw it. Like nobody believes that. Like, and right. like, um, you know, saying like Natasha Romanoff, you know, that another person who's dead was there. It's like, yeah, that sounds really convenient. Side note. I do have to, I do have to say, I love the continued black widow references. Like I talked about earlier, the shopping, um, the end of episode two, oh, I'm going to go get myself caught. Classic Natasha move here. You know, he brings her up again. His kids talk about, you know, it's okay to talk yep. about her. She was your best friend. I'm really hoping it's it's setting up a Yelena Clint showdown. Like the, the fact that they're like continuously like solidly peppering Black Widow references in here. I'm really hoping that's like a deliberate, you know, hmm like set up because we got it hinted at at the end of black widow side note um so yeah so i feel like his story oh, about like the ronin right. yeah so i feel like his story about the ronin dying was like really like pathetic um i got where he was going where he was like trying to like she's obviously not the ronin um you know if you just look at her i feel like anybody could tell that but it's too late at this point. Like she's there. She sees them. She like, she's a part of it. And they're just like, well, she's seen my face. Like, what if she just runs to the cops? Like, you know, we're sure. not just going to be like, bye. But it, it yeah, it, it could be more obvious that that's the, the mentality of the gang then, because mm, totally. How yeah. much is it to say, you know, we were, I was, I was at a black market auction that I wasn't right. supposed to be at, and they were auctioning off this suit. Now, if Ronan's still alive, I don't know why he wouldn't have his suit anymore, but there right. it was. Like, Well, and they clearly know something about this auction because they right. popped up when it was going on sale and they were trying to go find the Ronin. Do you know what I mean? So they like clearly yeah. had to know the suit was around the suit was on to sale follow it. And hoping yeah. that he would show up or something to buy it or you know right to obtain it. so i feel like knowing that it sort of has to be plausible that she's just because she put it on she's not the ronin right like like the suit was free floating out there anybody could have put it on yep right yep look at this is it tailored for my body no <laughs> clearly right. not. i did i, I didn't this? quite enjoy that like in some of the scenes where like the pants were clearly like three sizes too big for her. And I was like, good. I'm glad you like got that detail. I mean, sure. The mask stayed on. That's great. Whatever it, even though it's mm -hmm. not built for her, that's fine. But I like that everything else was clearly like baggy and like the hood was getting in her eyes and yeah. Yep. Good attention to detail. Well, I freaked out at this episode because I don't know. I, I was I was thinking that this reveal or whatever would come later. You know, I had heard rumors earlier that maybe Echo would oh, yeah. show up mm -hmm. in this show, and um, I've read the comics where Echo first appeared, 
Mm-hmm. I like that character quite a bit. I think she's really cool. Um, so as soon as we had the woman staying there, like feeling the sound and stuff, yeah. and uh, I was like, oh my God, this is her. This is this is her. And I think they did a great job casting at this point. Mm-hmm. The the look is 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 spot on. Yeah. It's a little interesting that uh, her backstory is quite different from the sure. comics. Um, that it, part you're going to have to I, fill me in on. Yeah. So in the comics, um, she, so Echo's father works with Kingpin. Mm-hmm. He is one of the, um, but what happens is Kingpin gets tired of um, her dad, who they call, um, he has a nickname, um, crazy, like crazy bull or something like that. Okay. Um, and he is, becomes kind of a liability. And so the Kingpin kills him. What is his like job? Um, I don't, I don't know. He's just a, a gang member for the Kingpin, but like, you know, higher up and does, I don't know what he all does for him. Probably assassination. Crazy horse. Yes. Thanks, Alan. Okay. Um, and um, he kills him with his own gun, like mm. Crazy Horse's own gun. Mm. Um, well, Kingpin ends up becoming like a uh, new father to Echo. Yeah. And um, it's like, and so she's always yeah. like scarred by her father's death. And he tells her that it's Daredevil that killed her father not him okay so in this obviously we see that it's ronin that breaks in it's killing these gangs and i mean i guess it could be there's there's always until you like in there until you like get like the shot of jeremy renner's face up in there there's always an element of maybe yeah i mean that could could be his maybe it's that could be so his Black way, Widow he, take back. Yes. You know what I mean? <laughs> like she yeah. thinks it's him and yeah. just kidding, it's not. Well, and that would preserve the setup anyways. The, the right, right. You know, like that would make tar- more sense. we're setting a target on Ronan so you can be mad at this Ronan figure that is causing our gang's problem. He's causing problems for my my people here. So right. we're going to put it's a very, target uh, on, you know. It's very um, terrible Daredevil movie. You know, when they when they send Electra King after Daredevil for the death of her father instead of after Bullseye, you're like, oof, mm. oof. Like, you know, I, the redirect, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yep. I didn't remember that. I mean, when did you watch that movie last? <laughs> Daredevil. A while. It, I think I think one of those scenes like came on like it, the movie was playing for some reason recently and I just sort of like watched a couple minutes of it to remind myself like, Oh God. Yeah. This is so bad. Um, yep. So thankful that we have Charlie Cox now and his whole daredevil portrayal, but yeah, same, yep. same kind of deal. So it, this is definitely like, uh, uh, love hate, but I'm being a little pickier cause I care about this, this yeah. part more. Um, so, Excited that it's Echo, that she's there. I think I have a good cast for it. Excited that that's got to be Kingpin that, like, reaches his hand in the shot to, uh... I know, I was like, like, so I... You know, 
the only piece of her backstory, uh, I mean, I, I knew generally like the character of Echo, but the only, the only piece of her backstory I knew was like, um, Kingpin, you know, was, was a surrogate father figure. Yeah. Um, right. Yeah. So I was hoping, I was hoping for a glimpse and yep. sort of maybe got it. Sort yeah. Got I mean, it. if it had been a white cuff, it would have been two giveaway. So yeah, it was right. a black suit. So, um, that was, uh, that was awesome. And my concern, I guess, at this point is mm -hmm. um, one I think is interesting that she needs a translator. In the comics, she does not need a translator. She reads the lips impeccably. So, you know, obviously, if someone's talking to her from behind, she can't tell what's going on. Mm -hmm. um, but otherwise, she does. She's in no need of a of a translator. Now, okay, we're getting to see her. There's going to be an Echo show that has been announced. Yep. So it, growth, room for improvement, right? Yeah. So I'm I'm okay with that. That's where that goes. Yeah. I thought maybe again it was like expediency here just to like sort of like keep it snappy moving along, you know? Yeah. Instead of like trying to explain someone's basically superpower, like, whoa, right. how can you, you know, how are you that, you know? Right. And um, maybe that's coming at a later time. Yep. And then um, the gang, the issue is the gang she's running that her father did run was um it's kind of silly at this point yeah so there it's fun um but it's kind of silly and if we're to the the reason kingpin is effective and he's only effective if you really buy that anyone that's around you could be working for him you need mm -hmm. to be terrified of him you know not just like his stature and stuff but of the power he wields and if yep. you're not afraid of the of the gangsters or whoever coming after you, if they're not serious, that diminishes the threat that he is as well. Yes. So yep. that's my biggest concern right now is that mm -hmm. I am very excited for what I think will be a Kingpin, Vincent D'Onofrio Kingpin reveal during this mm -hmm. season. Um, yeah. And I'm, I'm pumped for that, but I, I, I do need to see some more seriousness from some of the criminal underworld uh, that that works for him. So. I agree. They're they're very like caricature right now of like yeah. gang members, um, and they're very non-threatening. They're very silly. Like the whole mm -hmm. on the one hand, like the whole dialogue in the beginning of episode with three between um, Haley Steinfeld and you know nameless gang member number whatever. Um, yeah. about like the, the presence and, and the thing with his girlfriend, mm -hmm. like, it's funny. Yeah. The concert. It, right. Yep. But it's also like, Oh, and then like the, the, like kind of lower down gang member, you know, lead. Um, uh, I have no idea who he is again, nameless, you know, henchman number one. Um, when he comes up and he's like, you know, maybe I'll, you know, rip out your throat. Oh, like the delivery was just like, I don't even believe you. And then sure. when he was like, or maybe she'll do it. That is like one of my biggest pet peeve lines. Um, whenever anybody says something like, well, you'll answer to him or she's <laughs> on her way. You know what I mean? Like there's just some sort of weird, like slow down when they're, when they're being like ambiguous and it's supposed to sound threatening. And it ends up sounding completely ridiculous because it's like, yep, who like, why That's do I mean, care? Yeah. Why would I be scared of she? 
Now, if you told me, like, or maybe Kingpin's on his way and he's going to do it, like, shit, okay, that's, like, a legitimate person that I should probably be afraid of. Like, I don't know. It's just, it's one of my well, biggest pet peeves, and the delivery here was so, like, very, like, overdramatic that it's it's everything that's wrong with with setting up a line that way. Well, what makes the what changes that line from being like Ugh, to to good is when another person that's in the know is now takes that seriously. So it's kind right. of like, you know, you get someone saying, you know, like he himself is coming tonight and then mm -hmm. everybody else freaks out. There, right. everybody else takes it really seriously now. Like, what are you talking about? You, he's he's on his way, and like you know, it's kind of like the emperor is coming, you know. Right. Uh, it's it's not like well, just wait till you, till the emperor gets there, gets here, then right. you'll be in trouble, you know. But it's like, yeah, the emperor is coming. Um, right. What I didn't know this. Like, and then you've never met at that point in Star Wars. You never right. met the emperor. So why is this guy so terrified? Aren't you, aren't you terrified of Darth Vader? You mean you're more terrified of someone than Darth Vader? Right. So it's a kind of dynamic that changes the situation. Well, and I, I completely agree with that. I think there's like three elements to that. One, like you say, we've already met a terrifying character who then says, you know, just wait until blah. You know, mm -hmm. like Darth Vader. He's already impressively terrifying and he's like got a higher up shit. Like, yeah, yeah as an audience member, yeah. like I am afraid of that. Henchman number one here is not very terrifying. So when he like says something, <laughs> yeah. you're like, ah, how much scarier could it be? Two, like you said, somebody has to react. Neither Clint nor Kate like are very scared or terrified, yeah. which, you know, it just doesn't lend itself to like now we as the audience member should be terrified. Yep. Three, I think those lines are also can also be effective when somebody else like the captive is like oh you mean the emperor's coming and then like you know somebody like darth vader said yeah he's coming mm -hmm. you know what i mean like that sort of thing you know you've already referenced like sorry to block the camera you've already referenced like a named character who somebody is clearly like oh shit about and then when you mm -hmm. when you just deliver that you know sort of vague like you know i, I promise he's coming or whatever it sounds more terrifying because somebody else has already said it. So yep. none of those things really happened here. And so like Echo's entrance fell flat in terms of yep. being scary. Yeah. Now was her right. whole backstory set up? Like I loved the way that was done. I love the, you know, intro that we got to her and I like the actress and I like her portrayal, but her big like reveal moment was a little underwhelming. Yep. And her dad from Westworld. That was fun. Yes. Yes. That was uh, fun. That was a good, so. good uh, throwback. And then um, I, I enjoyed her, um, her actions. You know, so like when everybody else is kind of a joke, her action sequence, I thought was pretty good. Yeah. Kind of the mm -hmm. fight with, with Hawkeye. Oh, that was um, pretty well done. Um, yeah. It's about so, time you had a challenge. She, she's right. She is presenting a more serious tone and a more threatening kind of demeanor, but her group, she's got to whip into shape. I mean, yeah. in daredevil, like the Russian mob people, they show their backstory. They're like put in a Russian prison and the guy is going to his 
dead cellmate and like ripping out a rib to use as a shank, you know, mm-hmm. like this hardcore guy that's ready to, right. he means business. And these yep. guys are kind of buffoons. So, but right. And I mean, I get we'll that like, the, the rating is different here, but you could still make them more intimidating without, yeah. you know, yanking out somebody's rib. <laughs> yep. Because I've generally liked so far the balance. And again, I put this on Jeremy Renner mostly, but yeah. I've liked the balance of, of tone. It felt like there's this holiday spirit joy that's involved. There's some comedic elements, but it's always brought back down to, uh, to give, to give weight by something Jeremy Renner is doing mm-hmm. with the character. And so that's Great. managed to, to balance the tone of this show. Well, where I think others mm-hmm. have, have missed the mark. Um, you know, whether it's with Loki making him way too goofy or winter soldier, that was just, yeah, all over the place. So, yeah. Um, what else do we have to say? I mean, we're halfway done now, right? It's a shorter one. So we get, uh, six episodes total. Um, yeah, I kind of dig it. I mean, you know, they've given us a clock on the show. The, in episode two, they say, you know, we still have five days until Christmas. So I right. like that they're keeping it like short and tight, clearly, you know, on Christmas or or Christmas Eve or something um, will be our, our you know, finale or our penultimate episode. And it would feel silly if it was like eight episodes, you know, or like more trying to smash in like five days worth of stuff. Sure. It would be like, it would be like a 24 kind of deal where you're like, Oh my God, how oh, much yeah. happen in a day, yeah. you know, Just put the clock on the screen. Right. Um, so I, so while I'm sad because I think this is a really great vehicle for Jeremy Renner, I mean, we've, we've sung his praises so much tonight and I think he deserves it. I think it's good that they're keeping it tight. Like I said, if they're going to, if they're going to say out loud, we have five days, good then you know handle your business yep yeah i hope that um uh i hope it finishes out strong i hope that uh Mm -hmm. well i guess i won't say whether i hope there's another season until we see how this wraps up and what what happens there and stuff but um i want to get back to the the charlie cox thing and reason i think it's Mm -hmm. been confirmed now because I think at some point here in the next few episodes, they're going to show us Kingpin. And so therefore that's like, do you wait? And then like, okay, well then suffer a barrage of questions. Well, does that mean Charlie Cox is coming back too? Does that mean he's coming back too? Like what about the other characters? And as opposed to saying, look, you know, you're watching Hawkeye and you know, the story at all, you can see what's happening here. And, uh, to avoid the questions later, we're going to do, we're going to say Charlie Cox, he's, he's our daredevil. And I think he's, I think he will make an appearance in something else coming up very soon. So. Seriously. Yeah. Hope so. (laughs) I mean, if it's this great, I love it. I mean, obviously would, would fit right in. Um, if it's something else, great too. More Charlie Cox's daredevil, please. All right. Did you ever, um, did you ever finish season three of Netflix Daredevil? I haven't because I haven't finished some of the interim shows between, um, like okay. Luke Cage and Iron Fist and Defenders and stuff like that. So, okay. All right. 
I feel like yeah. I'm I'm really trying to gear myself up for Iron Fist. I've just heard so many thumbs down things about it. So I I think you'll be surprised. Really... Honestly. Okay. I mean, I didn't I didn't think it was going to be bad like when I first saw way back when when it was, you know, being advertised and coming out, I was really excited about it. And then a lot of people were just kind of jumping on the hate train. So I really fell off and just was having a hard time gearing myself up to watch it. The second second half of the first season is okay. has issues. But okay. there's some really good acting, some really good drama, family drama, intriguing stuff in uh, the first season. I think that the problem is the way they wrote um, just Iron Fist himself. The way they wrote Danny right. Rand is right. a problem. And that's consistent throughout season one, basically. It starts okay, and then clearly soon it's clear that it's not okay. And then they do a poor job with the action sequences. Sure. But season two... And others will disagree with me, but I think generally it's liked more. And I think there's quite a lot to like in season two. Um, Trinity, uh, the actress, um, blanking our name at the moment, um, is in there. Yep. And she has some really good moments, really Mm -hmm. good character stuff. Um, Colleen Wing is consistently a good character. They have another character they pull from the comics that... um, I think is a fun take. Um, it, it again, the way they wrote Danny Rand is the problem, but there's so much good surrounding it. And they yeah. fire, hire a new fight choreographer. The fight fights are way better in season two. There's some like where he actually wears the mask and does some. It's 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 worth a watch. I think it's just it's for me rewatching. It's tough to get through that second the latter half of season one. Okay. Yeah. All right, I'll try to push myself through. That was that was my sticking point thus far in my in my Marvel, you know, Netflix universe. I just was like, man, I was I was so pumped when it first came out and I was really excited and then everybody was just like terrible. And mm-hmm. I was really excited because oh my god, I can't I can't remember the name of the guy now. Um, but he was from Game of Thrones. He's Marjorie Tyrell's brother. Um Oh, Finn Jones. Loris. Loris Tyrell. What's his real name again? Yeah, Finn Jones, right? Finn Jones. Uh, Thank you. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So I remember like that was going to be like his next yeah. thing. Um, and then it just wasn't, unfortunately. It's I I stand by it's not his like, fault. Like like well, yeah, no, all I'm all I'm saying is like the character. Yeah. But it's it is yeah. pretty hard for a lot of people if you're not excited about it. If the flaw is the main character, that's tough. That's yes. tough to get over. And it's also would be hard for me watching it new, um, having heard all this negative stuff about it, and then now knowing that they're going to not do Danny Rand for Iron Fist. That's right. been like announced that they're going right. to incorporate Iron Fist at some point, but it's not going to be Danny Rand. Right. Um. So then it'd be, for me, it'd be kind of like, I was kind of like, oh, God, just... All right. Not that Wait. I expected it to be Finn Jones because of the reception, but. Right. Um, but yeah. like you got this far, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know. The, the character switch always throws me. 
mm-hmm. you know, yep. unless they're this, they're like just truly terrible or they've passed away. Like stick with right. it. Yep. But yep. All right. Um, All right. that was podcast on the rocks episode 85 talking about Hawkeye episodes one through three. Hope you enjoyed that. Thank you, Renato, for jumping into the chat and contributing. Mm-hmm. Um, I we learned are something tonight. I learned you could put oh. stick stickers on a fire truck. Well, I don't know if I you mean... should. I don't know if you should just go and put one on there. But <laughs> I'm just gonna walk confidently into a fire station like I belong yeah. and yeah. start bringing stickers on fire trucks. Yep, uh, mm-hmm. that's the way to get away with it. Yeah, you just say you're, you know, you're someone's wife or whatever, you know. Right, right. Just bring in like some food or something and just be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know. Right. <laughs> oh, man. Nice. All right. Um, well, you should, um, everybody that's watching, listening, wherever that may be, you should leave us a review, like, share, subscribe, all those sorts of things. We're here on Twitch and YouTube. Uh, lots of back episodes if you're so inclined your favorite podcast directory we're on a bunch of them so mm-hmm. apple Podcasts, spotify all that kind of thing um and killing the flower thank you for our theme song you can check them out on spotify instagram and youtube and i think that'll about do it from us i don't have anything else to promote i don't know when our next episode will be but hopefully next week <laughs> So make sure you're subscribed, notification bell, all those yeah, things. That's right. That's right. Yeah, we're we're doing doing fun stuff, switching back and forth, keeping it fresh between uh, two pretty hot shows. We're talking Wheel of Time and Hawkeye. So next time we're switching over to Wheel of Time. So you have time haha, uh, to catch our last episode, which covered episodes one through three. And then we'll be talking probably four and five on the next one. So, yep. Get caught up so you can join us. Yep. All right. Thanks again for joining me, Andrea. Of course. Cheers, everybody.